0: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to a weekly episode of Big Apple Hockey, where we've got a lot, a lot to cover, but it's going to be a quick show because we're going to be taking you around the NHL today. I, of course, am your host, Mark Williams, and the man patiently waiting for Tears of the Kingdom, as much as I am, Mr. John Fulkowski. Friday. Can't wait. Oh, dude, that looks amazing. And Nintendo has to tease us by putting it on the home screen, like, thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> and you, you, you click on it, and it says, oh, it's it's got to be linked to the internet and got to be on for a certain time. But we, of course, uh, are a man down. Anthony's on vacation. Next week, I'll be in, in Arizona, so I'll see you soon, AZ. But let's get right to the A block. Philk is not much to talk about with the home teams, except there was a little bit of news that came out this week, which was, and by the way, the A Block is powered by SeatGeek. Everybody make sure to go into an event, get in a new account, use Big Apple Hockey, and you'll get $20 off. But, of course, Saturday, the Rangers parted ways with Gerard Gallant. You can see our reaction to that firing on, um, in the video. I'll click a link to it. But they relieved the assistant coaches, Mike Kelly, Jim Midgley, and I got it right, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Gordon Murphy remains, but we'll see what the new head coach decides to do with him. Phil, what exactly do you make of this as the Rangers coaching search is continuing? So
1: the way i looked at it was that this is kind of like 1993 all over again. They have a team that is looking to win and win now and they have to win now because of a few things one you're not going to retool or rebuild or go scorched earth with this team because you you can't do to the previous general managers no movement clauses that he handed out like candy uh to kids in a candy shop so mika zibanejad chris Kreider, jacob truba artemi panarin vincent trocek they all have no movement clauses Adam Fox, you wouldn't move anyway, just because you're not going to do that. That'd be stupid. But, um, and also Igor Shosturkin, you have him on a sweetheart of a deal and you have it only for a very limited time. So when that deal ends, he's going to be pushing big, big numbers um, because he's arguably the best goalie in the league. I mean, his last month of the season in the playoffs showed you that 2021-22 wasn't a fluke. He played at that level again, and he's the only reason why the Rangers didn't absolutely get torched uh, completely out of their own building in game six. Um, you know, they played well, but they they were just pathetic in some of the other games in that series after game two, and Igor was the reason why. So you're not going to go ahead and do anything crazy and overhaul this team. You're not going to um, – Bring in a new, like inexperienced wildcard type coach. And I know that everybody's calling for Knoblock and saying, oh, well, you know, Jared Bednar and John Cooper, they came up through their systems and they um they've had success. Knoblock is following that trajectory. Well, one, Knoblock hasn't had the same success that they had at lower levels. And two, I doubt this happens right now. Everything mm-hmm. that I'm seeing. Uh, and all everything that happened with this team all points to them getting a a new, I would say, a a, a, a retread type coach, not a uh, not a wild card or not a new guy. And Peter Laviolette really fits that for me. He, I mean, he checks all the boxes. He's going to come into that room if, if he does, if they hire him, I should say. He comes into that room and he commands respect. He can work with both the young guys and the older guys alike. Um, he's a proven winner. He's been to three Stanley cup finals has a Stanley cup ring to his name. Uh, he is, I believe, I think it was eighth all time in wins. And I, I think in, I, I I'll, I'll pull it up real quick because it, it was a, it was a response or, or actually was a uh, thread that I was in and people were asking me about it. So, um, but I believe he was eighth all time in wins, and um, and in terms of winning percentage for uh, game uh, for coaches with who coached over seven hundred games, I believe he was twelfth or thirteenth all time in winning percentage. Hold on, I've actually I think I just found it. Okay, so uh, LaViolette is eighth all time in wins, and coaches of, among seven hundred games coached. He's 11th all-time winning percentage. Now, the third that I was asked about was also mentioned Bruce, uh, Bruce Boudreau. Boudreau mm-hmm. is 20th all-time in wins. And guess where he ranks in terms of all-time winning percentage in coaches who have coached 700 games or more?
0: Uh, I'll say he's top 10.
1: Eighth. He is. But he's fourth all-time.
0: Fourth, okay.
1: Fourth. He has a six twenty six winning percentage he's 38th all-time in losses but i mean when you coach over a thousand games you're probably going to be up there in losses as well uh laviolette is 14th all-time in losses with 503 but broudreau laviolette babcock is even available and uh uh, jeff marrick and elliot freeman were just talking about the possibility of mike babcock Mm -hmm. today and Mike Babcock went to a – I believe it was a college. Uh, he coached for a college team in Canada. Correct. And then supposedly said that he was retiring. But if Mike Babcock gets offered that offer from the Rangers, they come in and they say, hey, we're going to give you like four to $5 million. You come in here and you turn this team around and get these guys to start playing. So does anyone really think that Mike Babcock turns that down? Because I, I don't
0: especially not this team right now. I keep going back to this the last time that they were uh, on a coaching search. This is the most attractive job in the NHL right now. You're telling me you can get me a Vesna Trophy go- uh quality goalie, one that already won a Vesna, a Norris Trophy uh goalie. Uh, sorry, defenseman. Duh. And look, regardless of what you want to say about Mika Zibanejad, Mika Zibanejad is still a franchise center who's – He's hit 39 goals. He's, he's scored 41 before. And that was even in a shortened season. The guy clearly is right there. You have a 50 goal scorer on your roster. And you got a guy that consistently gets 90 points. He's just underperforming in the playoffs. Can you get Artemi Panarin to succeed in the playoffs? And if you do that while developing young talent, that's, that's it. You got to prioritize young talent. Believe it or not, Philk, Babcock checks those boxes. Because... He developed guys in Detroit. Did all over the place. And it's just. And obviously Toronto, but look, Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews, I could have developed them, you could say. But th- this is it's a priority of a coach to make sure you're getting the most out of your players. That's one reason why Gerard Gallant is gone, guys. Hate to say that, because look, if if he was constantly developing the younger players instead of just shackling them and keeping them on the bench he would still be here but look mike sullivan you could see the development in some of his players too yes he had crosby and malkin but he brought along jake genzel and brian rust to be quality players too i would i would say mike babcock wouldn't be a bad choice bruce boudreau he's sort of He hasn't had that playoff success. Can he do that if the Rangers make him an offer and they bring him in? He's going to bring them offensive success. He's gotten to the conference finals with um, uh, the Anaheim Ducks, got the game seven, lost to the Blackhawks 2015. This guy can coach. But it's just there's... There's good candidates. If there's anything, there's no shortage of good candidates out there. And I gotta agree with you. I think it points towards it, it's not going to be Chris Knoblock just yet. No. I think Chris Knoblock could be a possibility in two three years. Because because again, two three years, I'm gonna say Peter Lava, uh, Laviolette almost did it for your core uh, could be in and already gone. And who knows about Babcock? Babcock said he wanted to be retired at 60. He's 59 right now. You're the New York Rangers. You call him. That'll change things.
1: Yeah. It, it, the thing is, is that you're going to need a coach that's going to come in and it's going to have to win now. They're going to have to win now. They're going to They're gonna have to win sooner than later. Um, I, I think that's a lot to pin on a rookie head coach like Knoblock or, or someone else who ha- – or wherever is Jay Leach, I've heard his name. I, I believe he's an assistant to Cooper in Tampa Bay.
0: I'm going to um, ask you about a guy in a second, Phil.
1: Yeah. I, I mean – I, I, I don't see that happening. I really don't. Um, and then all, all, also, uh, I, I don't – you're going to need somebody that's going to have to come in and deal with the pressure of New York. There, someone that's experienced, someone who knows how to handle this media market, someone who knows how to handle different personalities, egos, statures of players on the team. Uh, I, I'm not I, – I have a very, very hard time seeing Chris Drury sell that. To James Dolan And I I really I I don't see that right now I know how James Dolan is And I know that James Dolan is going to want a big name coach To come in here So if Sullivan becomes available I I could see that Um, I I don't see Sheldon Keith Just because Sheldon Keith Has had his own problems Trying to get his star players in Toronto To play during the playoffs Um, They're getting They're getting killed right now against Florida. Those guys, uh, I, I highly doubt it. And, and Tony Granato. No, I, I, I don't see know at all. Don't see it. He's coaching in Wisconsin right now. Um, I know he has previous head coaching experience, but it's been a while for him. Don't see that one.
0: It's it's so, I think that's even pre-lockout days for Tony Granato, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't see it. I really don't. Um, Just a, so,
0: by the way, Phil, just to pick your brain on it, since there's a slight break, I hope you still remember what you're going to say. Patrick Wa's name keeps keeps coming up. Does he really check all those boxes? I mean, yeah, he's got the Cubs as a player, not as, as a, a coach
1: player, but that, that does that doesn't count for coaching experience. I mean, yeah. he he had one really good year, which is his rookie year in 2014, and then after that, uh, I mean, it, it was just. He, he just wasn't really a. It was a non-factor. I mean, he won and, 29 games the next two years, and the the Colorado Avalanche finished out of the playoffs both of those years. So, I I don't see the, the Rangers going to Patrick Wah too inexperienced for me. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't get it. I don't I don't see what other boxes he checks.
0: And and I understand what Joe's saying. that He hopes. Uh, it's, it's not that he hopes it is his opinion. So, um, I mean, Babcock though, great defensive coach. Uh, I think his, but his team's never lacked for any offense though. I mean, he won a Stanley cup with Chris Osgood as a starting goaltender at like the age of 38.
1: Uh, yeah, it w- it was 2008 and he, he won with a really good team. Henrik Zetterberg had a cons Smythe winning year. Pavel Datsuk was great they're both great down the middle two way centers. Um, obviously Nicholas Lidstrom, still Norris caliber at that time. But, uh, I I honestly think that Mike Babcock, he's a pretty good candidate. I I think it's very possible that they could end up going with him. Um, they, like I said, they're going to need somebody that's a Barker. There's no more Mm of this players coach, no more of this. Oh, I'm not going to put my hands on this team or anything like that. Um, I, I I don't see that happening. It, and I'm going to
0: go more specific with that. Not even that they need a Barker or they need a guy to go X's and O's. You've got to fill this lane. you got to be here. you got to be here. You give them the structure this team needs. It will flourish. It seemed too much like there wasn't any structure. And no, by no. the way, anybody saying Mark Messier, please tell me what system he's going to run. Because I keep saying where
1: is he getting the experience and who the hell is going to be as an assistant? Because he's going to need an established veteran coach to be as an assistant at that point.
0: Phil, can I just remind people about something? Let me use a different garden analogy that, oh, he'll get so much respect in that locker room for the one cup that he won in 1994. And again, I revere Mark Messier. I have to criticize this. Because the, the guarantee is one of the greatest moments in Rangers history, if not the greatest, one of the greatest moments in New York sports history. Oh, but let me get this straight: so Patrick Ewing was the coach at Georgetown, and he, even he got fired over there with lack of results. There's the, today's players are going to look at him to and go look back
1: at Wayne Gretzky, the greatest yeah. player ever, and did couldn't do anything. As a coach, and yeah, you could point to that roster not being good and whatever, but you still got to be able to get results. And Mark Messier has not coached at any level. Marty San Luis at least coached at, in prep, and I, I know I know somebody who played for him actually yeah. in that in that prep school. So um, yeah, I <laughs> at least San Luis got his his teeth sunk in somewhere before he was given that Montreal job. Messi hasn't done anything. He hasn't done anything and with anybody at any level.
0: And again, just to illustrate another point, Marnie and Lee came into a bottom-feeding Montreal team that was just trying to get an interim coach, and he did a pretty good job with them last year and yeah. got the permanent job. Mark Messier, you want him to come in to a Stanley Cup contending team. No, Sounds man, about right.
1: There, there's no way that that – there's no way you could put that type of expectation on a on a coach with little to no experience, and that's why that's not happening. It, it's not. So I think the sooner that people realize that it's going to be someone the likes of Laviolette or Babcock or a brunette or you know yeah I, I, I gave the thumbs up to uh,
0: I know I had I, I also I gotta I gotta give you credit for the, the shirt too.
1: Yeah, but it, I mean, it's it just it's not. It, messier ran a, a, a peewee team no it, it it, it, it's stop it's stop a peewee team you're, you're literally you're mm-hmm. literally just doing basic you know drills telling them to go around a cone and then go go to the slot for a pass and shoot it in the net at that point
0: yeah that's that's not going to work with nhlers
1: no and it's not happening because this team needs to win now and they're not they're not going to wait two three years to win to have this team win it's not going to happen
0: Yeah. I mean, look, there's at least give me a coach that's been coaching for the last few years on any level. So, again, it's just guys. The reason why I keep harping on this is it's a romanticism that I need every fan to just stop. Just stop. It's not going to happen. And also, I like Messier on TV. Just stay there. okay? because as soon as he comes to the Rangers, they're going to have to fire him someday just that simple and especially what happens if he's brian trottier and he doesn't even make it through the full season i saw that one before i had to laugh about that um by the way the poll question right now philk who is the most hated rangers coach since 2010 who would get your vote
1: most hated coach since 2010 i would say either quinn
0: or vigno uh yeah my my vote would be quinn anyway because Quinn to me was just a fraud (laughs) so and yes David by the way the next time the letter would happen then Messier would be a viable candidate Mm. but yeah all right uh so who would you lean towards we've had a week on this I would want Solomon, but something tells me he's not available yeah, and,
1: and Elliot Friedman actually repeated that today. I said it. I said it on Sunday when we did the stream, and Elliot Friedman repeated it today. He said he has a feeling that Sullivan isn't available, and he said it because of the fact that they as, Pittsburgh essentially sided with Sullivan over Hexton. and that's basically what those are the words that came out of his mouth. So he has I, – I, and I, like I said, I also have my doubts that Sullivan's going to be available. Um, unless the new general manager comes in and wants to go in a completely different direction, the only thing with that is, is that this team is clearly going to sit there and try to force out more playoff appearances for Crosby and Malkin's retirement tours for these last few years mm-hmm. instead of actually rebuilding and going in the direction that they should have went in probably about two or three years ago.
0: So that was a decision that they should yeah that they should have made a while ago.
1: yeah and and, and they've they've made a terrible decision. they've mismanaged assets they've given away draft picks. they put themselves in a big hole. you know what? It, 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 great because everybody else in the division will love the fact that Pittsburgh really just screwed up what should have been a really good easy you know transitional rebuild for them and now they're gonna have to delay it and delay it and delay it but again, they chose Sullivan over Hextall and Hextall did a lot of bad moves at these deadlines. Didn't get the right guys in and the results. I get why they fired him, but who does that next general manager want to to have there? Does he want Sullivan there because of his familiarity with the core guys, or does he want to go in a different direction? That's really what's going to, you know, that's going to be the key, uh, key factor there.
0: All right. And, Everybody, we're trying to breeze through the show today because we got a lot to cover with you. 52 of you watching right now. Make sure you're hitting the like button for us. And we're going to do a quick DraftKings read, and then it's on to Bar Talk. Hockey fans light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot and an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sports app now. Use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 $150 in free bets if they do. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Shot. This is the easiest cyber dancer. Let
1: me say beer. I can't even begin to describe.
0: I'm actually going to go crazy. I'm going to buy everybody around on this one. And welcome back once again, everybody, to Big Apple Hockey's Bar Talk, where we are gauging our confidence on NHL topics based on our choice of drink. Play around in the comments below. Uh, are you so confident that you're biting everybody around? You're so, uh, oh, dear God, just give me a shot. Or so-so, I'll take a beer. So, And also, uh, just a reminder, oh, when you can't get to the liquor store, make the liquor store come to you, make it a drizzly night. Order from the app, click for, uh, from the link below. That'll send you the traffic over there. Philk. I did it on Sunday. It was great to not have to go, especially after I had a long night of work the night before. And of course, bigger Apple Hockey Trucker Hats are available. Check them out in the link below. Filk, a little bit more Ranger news. And uh, I love this t- when uh, Stat Boy Steven tweeted this out. The Rangers prospect, Brennan Ottman set up the game-tying goal and the game-winning goals for the Hartford Wolfpack versus the Peterborough Peets. The Rangers will begin the season with
1: Brennan Ottman in the lineup. That got screwed up.
0: Game tying and game winning goals.
1: Hartford versus Peterborough. They play over two different leagues. Oh, okay. <laughs> the Hartford is the AHL. the Peterborough peeps are the OHL. All right. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. And even if I want to blame Steven on that one, that's my mistake. Yeah. All right, so, but still, Brennan Ottman, uh, great game.
1: Uh, what do you think? Yeah, um, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to say beer here on this one. It, it depends on what he does in training camp and his off seasons. Um, I, I think a big focus on this team is going to be skating, and that's part of what kept him out of the uh, the uh, lineup of last year's opening night. It was just the fact that his skating was probably just not ready there. He wasn't there yet. Um, he looked somewhat impressive in preseason. But, again, it, it depends on what he does this off season and at training camp because if he comes in and blows them away at training camp, then, yeah, I, I mean, he will. But I, I, this is what I agree with. And Pete's actually said this before. They should treat off the way that Carolina treated Jarvis put him in a top six, get, put him in a position with players that can help him gain his confidence and, and really help develop him along. If you're going to put him as a fourth-liner playing 12 minutes a night, it just doesn't make sense for any, any of the parties involved. At that point, you should just trade him and, and get what you can get for him while his value is still higher up. So um, I, I, I think that I'm going to say beer there, but I, I guess time will tell on that.
0: Uh free agency can change things around, but Phil, I'm gonna buy everybody around on this. I think they were so impressed with them last year. They're going to do it. And uh just for everybody to know, it was against Peterborough. It just wasn't with the Hartford Wolfback. I made the mistake with, with that. I was so it, 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 you it know, was I made a mistake, who thought
1: he's playing for Peterborough. Yeah.
0: yeah. So yeah, it was with Peterborough. So my mistake on that one. But again, I I like the way his game looked last year, and everybody else did, so we'll see about that. Okay, Bo Horvat averaged 23 goals a year in his career so far. Filk, he had seven goals in 30 games with the Islanders, but 31 with Vancouver in the 49 games. Bo Horvat will score 30 goals next season.
1: Ooh. Not always laughs. I'm gonna say beer. Um, yeah, so it's not layup talk here it's not right now, Court. It's really not. I, I'll, <laughs> I'll give Mark credit because he's given two ones that I've actually really had to think about. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say beer just because he's only had one other thirty goal season. He had thirty one goals in seventy games last season in 2022. Um, the thing with these seasons is that he's shot at a really high percentage during the two of these seasons. So last year, he shot at 16% even. This year, he finished at 16.6. He was 21.7%, almost 22% in those 49 games with Vancouver in which he scored 31 goals. He shot at 8.1% with the Islanders over 30 games for seven goals. I... I could see it happening. It's just not a definite for me. So I'm going to I'm going to say beer.
0: I'm actually going to go shot on this one, and I think it's because what you just outlined, Silk, the shooting percentage is really high. I think the world of Bo Horvat, I think he's a great player. I think he's going to be excellent for the Islanders the next eight years. I just don't see the power play role exactly just yet because – uh, that's a, that's a great point. That's, a, that's a big point. They, uh, they had him in the bumper. They moved him around. They got to get structure on that power play. And they've got all the, in, all the pieces to put together to make a good power play. Lee in front, they uh, lack. Or, that or Nelson in the bumper. Sorry. what?
1: They, they, they lack a true power play quarterback though.
0: Right. Like Dobson had a really good year with that, but not so, not as good as what you'd want. So, I would actually say, I'm, I'm going to go shot on it. Now, does that mean I think he's going to score 25 goals? I think 25 is reasonable. I just don't know. Like, I, I'm, I'm not confident on the 30 just yet, considering you go from Brock Nelson to Andrews Lee, who had 28. And the has got to open up more offense. It's one thing that they have to do. Yeah. All right. Phil, do you know who's having an excellent series right now in the second round? Jordan Martinook. Three goals, six assists. Uh, you
1: got to fix that.
0: Oh, what is it?
1: It should be four goals and six assists. Now he uh, he has ten points. He has did they ten change the goal today? All yeah, he had he had I think four points last night. And, he uh, did have
0: four points. I thought they yeah, I, so I thought he, he only had, had nine goals. at the moment.
1: No, he he they, they on the broadcast they said unless they changed it afterwards. Um, He, uh, got his 10 point and he had 10 points in this series and not even three, uh, not even four full games.
0: Oh, everybody. I'm batting a thousand today. Thanks very much for, uh, sticking with me. Oh no. Uh, You know
1: what? No, actually, Mark, you got it right. Um, they took, they must have taken back the point because they, yeah, they had it. Yep. Yep. Pete said it. He had an assist rescinded. Okay.
0: Oh, sorry. Hit that for the, for me, just because, uh, yeah, Pete yeah, He had a sis rescinded. Thank you. Because
1: yeah, last night on the broadcast, they 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 gave it they scored it. And I saw it on the app too. They scored it, and I was like, oh wow, ten points in four games, not even four full games from Mark. I couldn't even believe it. And yeah.
0: But and by the way, that I, I wish I had a graphic oh, wait, Mark didn't mess up. But uh Jordan Martinook is a consmith candidate.
1: Shot. Stop. Okay. All right, so he's had Mark. Do do you want me to bring up a name that older Ranger fans might be very familiar with? Because this is going to say John Drews. Bingo. All right. Yeah, because this this is this is what we're doing right now. We're we're having a little bit of John Drews PTSD syndrome. Yeah, I'm going to mute myself.
0: (laughs) And uh, well, also Tyler Johnson would be another one. Guys that have great playoff series going in. I mean, obviously, Leon Dreisaitl, but we actually think he could be a con Smythe candidate. And um, there's there's a lot that could be in there. I'm having trouble putting him over um, Sebastian Ajo right now. I'm having trouble
1: putting him over anyone that plays on the three lines above him.
0: Mm-hmm. He's
1: a fourth-line player, and he's having a great series. But Conn Smythe, let's, let's be real. <laughs> they're they're – I would put Joe Pavelski before him. Uh, I would put Leon. Leon Dreisaitl's got to be the front runner right now. The guy scoring like two points per game already has, what, like 13, 14 goals? If they yeah. make the
0: next round, he might be the first player to score 20 goals in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I mean, he might. If if they win that series, uh, there is a chance that Leon Dreisaitl can actually hit the 20-goal mark in a postseason, becoming the first player ever. Wayne Gretzky's record is eighteen. Mm-hmm. So,
0: well, Wayne Gretzky had eighteen. 18. Joe Sakic had eighteen. Yeah. Reggie Leach and Yari Curry had nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah. So, so uh, that's that's it for that one. Um, I'm gonna actually, and by the way, to to save for mine, I'm gonna say beer on it. Who knows if he keeps it up? The, you can't take away the stats he already got. So. No,
1: realistically, like this is a little bit. I, I feel like were you trying to do this tongue in cheek?
0: A little bit because after all, the announcer on NHL, the radio announcer for the Canes, kept on saying he's got a uh, a consmite uh, series going. Oh, Just going, God. you got to be kidding me. So it's a little bit tongue in cheek. But look, Phil, stranger things have happened. I mean, Cam Ward, fifteen wins to to win as as, as a, a rookie. rookie. Yeah, yeah, it, it could happen. Uh, staying in that series, though. And speaking of rookies, Luke Hughes two assists in his playoff debut on Sunday. Luke Luke Hughes spot in the lineup should be set in stone with New Jersey right now, right? Lay up, <laughs>
1: lay up, yeah. Uh, it just it, it's it's gotta happen. I mean, he's here. It, it, it's. He just looks like he's a, already a, a, an upper-level NHL skater. Um, I was totally wrong about this kid when he was drafted. I thought he would be a top-four defenseman, that he would be, like, maybe a, a number three, number four a guy who could play real good two-way game and be a great skater, kind of something like what a later Jay Bo Meester was. But this guy's offense just developed out of nowhere at, at Michigan, and I think he finally realized that, like, hey, listen, I could skate. Uh, if, I, if I handle a puck better – I could skate circles around all these guys, and just I could be a a tremendous defenseman. He is really good. I think he's going to be really good. Um, he's definitely ready. I I don't see how he ever plays at the AHL at this point, barring some un, unexpected, un unexplainable uh, drop in his play. But um, yeah, he's he's here and he's ready.
0: First off, uh, just watching TV, they showed his dad, and then the camera pans over. I got to see my former teammate Marty. That was great to see. Um, but, and that's Jack's uncle. The um, I'm only gonna go. I'm gonna go down to a beer only for one reason, and it's: Do you really want to do put this kid under the pressure of elimination right away? I think he can handle it. Obviously, I, I think Luke Hughes is going to be a monster that the Rangers are going to have to deal with for a while. The Devils are going to reap the benefits for. It's just, I just don't know if I want to get that to them right oh, now.
1: I that. Shmid. Mid. <laughs> well,
0: mid. Well, and, and also, Carolina's mid. getting a lot more no, 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 shots. No, 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 no. Mid. <laughs> uh, Carolina's got a lot more shots in the slot. Look at the Brett Pesci goal last night. They, they worked their way in there, and he, he was just, all alone, he was able just to pick the corner. Oh, not really, pick, yeah. pick it off the post.
1: See, Simon Nemich coming up, too. I mean, they've just... Balls, And eh, that's not the comment I wanted. I wanted this one, you know, Simon Nemich coming up soon, and Nemich is going to be a real good defender, too. They Jersey's going to be a team to be reckoned with for you.
0: They are going to be a very rough team. And uh, a good series is boiling up out west, and actually there's two good ones. We'll go with the one from last night first. Dallas, even their series with the Seattle Kraken. I think it was a 6-3 win, if I recall correctly. But, Phil, did you see the Jamie Benn uh, possible interference on the Max Domi goal?
1: Yeah, I saw that, and that it was an interference. They got that call right.
0: Okay, because that is actually what I was going to ask. Jamie Benn should have been called uh, for interference. So, uh, yeah. It's-
1: Philip Grubauer, and I and I actually tweeted it out, that Philip Grubauer tried to one he initiated contact with ben who wasn't in the crease and then two he tried to sell the contact afterwards philip grubauer shame on you bud shouldn't have done that should have just tried to make the save and then let the let the contact happen at that point the refs are for whatever reason they're they're really all over these guys and 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 any small small contact seems to be getting called back at this point so if if ben would have actually initiated the contact and there would have been no goal. Uh, there would have been a goal. I think they probably would have called it back for goaltender interference, and Grubauer would have gotten the result that he was looking for. But instead, he decides to showboat, decides to be a, a jerk, and then he, he gets it. He, uh, you know, and he gets and it in done. fairness,
0: the refs looked at it and they made sure that it was, it was, it was a good goal. Yeah. And, and, Phil, I'm right there with you. I'm going to go shot on this. And usually I'm a tough grader when it comes to uh, goaltender interference. Uh, but I, I do have to say he was outside the blue paint too. It was. He moved out of the blue paint. He, he, he never actually went
1: into the blue paint. He stood there on the outside the whole time. Grubauer pushes him with the glove, and then there's the contact, and Grubauer jumps up in the air to sell it. Like, what are you doing?
0: Yeah, just, oh, man. You're
1: a clown for doing that.
0: Yeah, the, don't worry. There's going to be plenty of times oh. where you might get contact, but that's a goalie taking himself off his own game and it would have been still 2 nothing if you just would have just stayed in there with focus. Philk, guy that got chased, just recently Stuart Skinner uh, right now he's one and two obviously in the series, 886 save percentage, 396 goals against versus Vegas Golden Knights. Edmonton needs a run with Jack Campbell to beat the Knights.
1: You know, Stuart Skinner's up for the Calder Trophy. And he's played well for them, but I, I, I think that they need to they need to go with Campbell. Um, with the way that Skinner's played in this series, I, I wouldn't be running with him. I, I'm going round on this because you need the experienced goaltender now. This is where Jack Campbell needs to come back and take the reins again and prove that he is the guy that they brought in for a reason. So um, I, I, I really – I think Edmonton's management, I think Woodcroft, if he's smart, will go with Campbell because even though Stuart Skinner got into the dance, he ain't looking too good right now.
0: And you know what? I got to go with – I got I to gotta buy round two. Uh, I'd be calling this a hat-trick right now. As a matter of fact, I'll still do that. It's a hat-trick even though there's only two of us doing this. Phil, this is the reason why you have to make sure you have a number one goaltender because Jack Campbell's been – uh, is, is, he's already been in one game in the L.A. series. He's been in one game in this series. It's, it's one of those things that right now, Stuart Skinner is not exactly exhibiting the confidence that you want to see. And if he starts looking to the bench after a bad goal, that's not good for Edmonton. You're not winning a Stanley Cup that way. You need the goalie that knows he's staying in there. And certainly uh, there's one goalie who knows he's staying in. We'll see about that in a second. Because, after all, Philk, Edmonton – I'm sorry, Edmonton. uh, Florida can eliminate Toronto two nights and sweep them out of the playoffs. They'll have the same amount of second-round wins as the New York Rangers this year, and one of them didn't even play in it. If Toronto is swept, they should still clean house.
1: I think so. I'm going to say around here just because – I think you need to to move on just because if you don't or it, it, just because they got that first round win doesn't mean anything the expectations should still be there for them to be a much better team with the talent that they have and, uh, and especially if you get swept um even if they lose the series I think they still should but if they're swept most definitely because what you 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 won the one extra game that you haven't been able to win in the past you got to that second round that wow great message you're sending to your fans there by accepting mediocrity. So um, Dubas, I think we need to go. Uh, I think Keith would need to go at that point too. Um, I know that people have said, oh, well, maybe, maybe Dubas could go to Pittsburgh or, and, you know, he would bring Keith with him or something like that. And I, I, I doubt that. I highly doubt that's the case. Uh, but, Toronto needs an overhaul and I I think breaking up that big core and starting to bring in more depth and and getting better defensive players and goaltending would really go a long way for Toronto.
0: I a hundred percent agree. And uh, I'm going to actually go right to a bonus question again in one second, because we're making great time right now, Phil. And the, the thing about this series it was right there for the taking in a lot of people's minds a week ago. Toronto's just going to roll right over Florida. They're going to roll right over whoever, and they, they're going to get in the Eastern conference finals. It's not there. It's it's not only not there, but now they have to be the fifth team in history in order to do it. That's not happening. And I'm well aware of the Maple Leafs in 1943 were the first one. It still doesn't mean it's going to happen. Certainly not with this bunch because Phil, I'm going to go right to the, 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 uh, because this is a bonus one for you. Toronto's playoff fate is worse than the New York Rangers.
1: Uh, spell check, but.
0: Oh, sorry. Where did I screw f- up?
1: Worth instead of well, worth. worse. Well,
0: yeah. worse. I did it quick.
1: Yeah. Well, Tur- Yeah, Toronto. I don't want to say that their playoff fate is worse. I-, I just think that they're in a worse situation.
0: But, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. After this, they lose right now.
1: So technically, I think you should have worded it differently. Then, um, all right, I did you know, it on the fly. So, yeah, I get it. What what you what you're saying by that is that that the Rangers were better off getting knocked out in the first round than moving on to the second round, and that's not necessarily true at all. Okay, uh, but yeah, um, I would I would say that Toronto is definitely in a worse situation than the Rangers. Their disappointment is definitely bigger than the Rangers because of the fact that Toronto, they finally got over their little hump, their little almost 20 year hump that they haven't been able to, to, to do anything with. And then they get sw- possibly swept in the first round by a team that upset the, the 65 win Bruins. I mean, that's the only consolation you could take out of it is that they beat what was the hands down best team in the NHL, the team that was favored to go all the way. You could have, even if people would have said, oh, people probably put bets on them sweeping through the playoffs because they were that good. But no, Florida beat them. So yeah, their situation's worse because there's always going to be a level of expectation on them to win because they have not won since nineteen sixty seven. It is fifty-six years now. Fifty-six years. Mark yeah. was Mark was negative what? 13? When uh
0: 56 you, i was negative 11.
1: you were negative 11 years old when they last won the cup yeah that's, that's bad yeah
0: my and parents
1: were, were were six years old when that happened so
0: and, and you know and you know what phil i'm gonna have to buy around on this one as well because there is a lot of problems and that that needs. There's a lot of questions that need to be addressed. Do you bring Kyle Dubas back? Is Sheldon Keith a good coach for this team? What happens with Austin Matthews? Are you going to keep Mitch Marner? They really can just, they're the Toronto Maple Leafs. They're not going to tear it down. It could conceivably happen though. What happens if Matthews says, I had enough, I want out. And then, um, I mean, Keith moves on. You don't get a better coach. And what happens if Dubas really did have a plan that just needed to get executed? I don't know, Phil. There, there, there is, there are so many questions. And right now I I'd hope for history if I'm a Maple Leafs fan, but it's, it ain't going to happen. Sorry to break that to them. By the way, Phil, 15 goalies have played in the second round of the Stanley cup playoffs. Do you know the only team that has not replaced their goaltender? Uh, I say Dallas. Sergei Bobrovsky is the only one in, sorry, the second round. Again, the second round again. Said it right there. Sergei Bobrovsky has played all the games in the second round. Scott Wedgwood played for Dallas in game three. Oh,
1: yeah, that's right. Yeah. So,
0: nice. Sergei Bobrovsky will, will remain the lone goalie not to be replaced in the second round.
1: I'm going to buy around on this. I, yeah. I, there is no way that I don't see Florida completing the sweep tonight. I, I, just, I know that Toronto is going to come out with everything, but like I said at the start of this series, it, it's the heart and the determination that Florida is playing with. And not only that, but it's the confidence. They know that they went and beat the best team in the NHL. They beat an absolutely historic team. You're telling me that they're, they're not fired up to come out and just absolutely kill Toronto? Austin Matthews praised as the best American-born player out there right now. You don't think that's in Matthew Kachuk's mind saying that, hey, this guy is constantly praised as the best North, uh, best American-born player I mean, while he had a, a year that's an MVP-caliber year for them? No. Matthew Kachuk's going to go out there. He's going to do everything possible try to see his team move on to the second round or uh, move on to the third round, the Eastern conference finals and get that rest.
0: Philk. I got a hundred percent agree with you because I think it's only going one more game. The Maple Leafs better come out and figure out how to beat them. Cause I don't think it's going to happen on that one either. Bobrovsky suddenly reverted back to Columbus Bobrovsky. This is a guy that I've been ripping for the last, two three years that oh my god what a mistake florida made if he somehow figures out a way to carry them to the stanley cup finals he'll be one of the best free agent signings in that team's history now going to what matthew kachuk said did you hear his quote when he said uh yeah the maple leaf stars have played well they haven't scored but neither have i so uh because kachuk hasn't scored in this series yet he has got a
1: bunch of assists
0: he's got a bunch of assists and I think the, the budding star for Florida in these playoffs is Brandon Montour. What a playoff this guy yeah. is having. And, <laughs> and everybody, if you want to go on DraftKings <laughs> right now, I'm not even hocking DraftKings at the moment. Go on DraftKings. A player prop to always just do. Over two and a half shots for Brandon Montour every single game. It's an easy money. Easy. So, And uh, Gabriel Landeskog will not play Next season, due to knee Ugh. ligament transplant surgery, that is just a rough one, even just to think about. Gabriel Landeskog can return to his former, uh, his old form.
1: Wow. Um, uh, um I don't know whether to go with beer or shot with this one, I really don't. Um, I'm just going to go to beer. Um, the, the, the surgery that he's going to have, the results aren't very great on it. Um, so I, yeah, I, I don't know if it's career ending for sure, but I, I'm not sure if he'll ever be the same player ever again. Mm. And that sucks because he was a good player. Um, he was a really good player, a guy that was a, a point per game at one point. Um, just a, a big, bruising, two-way power forward. Played the game the way that you wanted to see the game played. And um, I just I, – I don't know. I, I really don't know at this point. So um, I, I, can, I I can't I can really say, but I'm, I'm going to go with beer, I guess.
0: Yeah, I'm actually going to go beer, too. And you know what? For the people that want to say shot, his game is predominantly in front of the net where I don't know if he really necessarily needs to be a speed player right there. Well, I can answer that. He doesn't. Um, But you got to feel for this guy because he wanted to stay in Colorado. He's their captain. And you're hoping he has a little bit more time to his career. I and and the other question that a lot of people have been asking this week, Phil, uh, does Colorado have the buyer's remorse in re signing him? The short answer is no, no they got a cup. No. You re sign your captain, you got a cup. That is the short and answer. Th- this
1: is this is not something you could have seen coming. You can't. And anybody who says that they saw this coming, I'm gonna label you a liar because it's just yeah. it's not unless you have his medical file and there was something that was kept. Uh, I mean, then. I, I would call you a liar because this is not an injury that you would just see coming. And it, it was something that happened mid season. It, it, yeah, I don't.
0: I, yeah, I feel really Warren dead. is, Warren is saying this one right here. Gives him Zetterberg vibes um, all the way down. Firestorm. You're a killing some of these comments. Thanks for joining the show. Yeah. Uh, Warren sense. is saying, yeah, the guy must be in a lot of pain and yeah, it's yeah. giving him Zetterberg vibes. You know, it's – oh, here it is. That's the comment on that one. Yeah. And it's just one of those things, Phil. It's – even if – and by the way, this is argued on NHL radio. Even if I knew that as soon as I signed that contract, you're going to get a Stanley Cup, and then you're going to get half a season, and then he might be done for his career potentially, you still sign that deal because – You're to a Stanley Cup. You got the Stanley Cup and you awarded the guy that was the captain in your team, the youngest captain in the history of that franchise, by the way. So, and, and again, thank you because after all, that's how we've gotten everybody in the comments to join the show every work, single week. Then,
1: you know, just like, share, and subscribe if you can, please.
0: Yeah. And, uh, actually, you know, something I haven't been able to use this one today yet. We, we got a, um, we got a, uh, this comment right here, uh, yeah. graphic. It's not as good as I want it to be. It's supposed to be made for all three of us to be in there. All right, Phil, there's, and, of course, the biggest story of any team not playing in the Stanley Cup playoffs right now, the Chicago Blackhawks won the draft lottery. And by the way, so they win the draft lottery and they knocked out the Pittsburgh Bengals for the playoffs.
1: Don't tell me the talk question is, are the Blackhawks going to choose Connor Bedard because I'm going to go there and punch you.
0: Oh, no, dear God. Okay, thank God. You can reach through the screen. I'll do it myself for you if I did that. <laughs> but this is the draft order, by the way. Chicago, Anaheim, Columbus, San Jose, Montreal, Arizona, and the Flyers. The lottery needs to be changed.
1: they just made changes to it. And now you can't, you can't win more than twice in a five year span, which I like,
0: mm-hmm. you know, so
1: that's why you don't get the Quebec Nordiques, you know, 89 through 91 or the Edmonton Oilers, 2010 through 2012. Again, um, I or even
0: 2015, they got another one that was in there.
1: And then, you know, 2000, well, they got 2015, but they didn't get it in 2013 or 14. So, but, um, you know, no more three years in a row, you know, winners, two two times in five years. I'm cool with that. Um I I I I think that they they did the right things. I think maybe you can give more odds to lower teams. Maybe so I'll say beer. Um mm-hmm. I, I get that a point of contempt for this is a lot of people are not happy that a team like the Blackhawks. "Quote unquote," got rewarded, for, yeah. um You know, after you know being uh, basically the whole the Brett Aldrich scandal and everything like that, but the, that they shouldn't have had that pick, and I do agree with that. I do agree with that, and we said that the Blackhawks got off on relatively unscathed for what happened. This was something that could have been above to the law and been a completely bigger issue. So, yeah, if, if that's the way you feel, I, listen, I agree with you. I agree with you, but I don't – I, how much more changing can we do to the NHL lottery is really the question in regards to this. I don't think there's much more you can do, so I'm, I'm going to say beer.
0: I got to tell you, Philk. Um, well, first I'm going to say I'm actually going to surprise people. I'm going to go shot on this. And I think it was one of those things because we, we had the debate a while ago, and I kind of – and I've been doing – starting my team wrap-ups on the, the uh, website for the blog. And I'm going to probably do an Arizona Coyotes one. I did one last year. We're going to do another one. And one thing I said about Arizona is the one thing they shouldn't do is tank. You don't want that as a culture of tanking. And you also want to make sure you're trying your best, because after all, the Coyotes haven't won a lottery anyway. And they've been trying to win one for a while.
1: This is one year where I said that they should have rigged the lottery and sent it to Arizona. And uh, yeah. that's where I wanted to see it go, because – Arizona needs them. They they need oh. something to get that franchise going, and this is this was a chance to do it.
0: The one thing I would argue with you is that the next kid is around the corner because if it's not, uh, I'm trying to think about who the other Vancouver kid that's that's out there right now that's really good. What the 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 next k- projected number one guy, or even Cole Iserman on the USA team that's going to be coming up in one or two years.
1: The great part about this year's draft, though, is that one
0: through six,
1: I think you're getting a franchise changing talent. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're, all right. So one through six looks like Bedard and then Fantilli. I, I, you could lock them at one and two, respectively. And then after that, the next four picks could be any combination of Natvey Mitchkoff, Leo Carlson, Will Smith, or Ryan Leonard. And you're you're going to get a franchise type player in 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 those four guys as well. Then you've got guys like Dalibor Dvorsky mm. who could go also in that range as well. I mean, yeah, and, and I'm with Pete on this. The biggest draft intrigue is where Michtkov goes, obviously because you know Russian player, everything going on with Russia, transfer agreements, and so on. You know, we've talked about that ad nauseum in the past. Yeah. Um, that, that that's a big thing. But really, this draft is going to get real interesting for number three because that's where everything could open up.
0: And I got I to say this, and of course it's a bad joke, but I'm going to lament on this first, Filk. It's a shame Will Smith isn't going to go to the Anaheim Ducks because I think Fantilli's going there. I think that's a no-brainer. Yeah. Because then Will Smith would actually be going closer to living with an auntie and his uncle in Bel Air. So obviously we knew that one was gonna happen. <laughs> oh god. This is where I feel
1: like we should have like some uh like some like background noise or like a crowd, and like you know how like an 80s sitcom where you would make a joke like that and they'd be like, Mark, wah,
0: wah,
1: wah, <laughs> and then the audience would laugh afterwards. Yeah. Well, I mean, would,
0: yeah. that's a good point, Phil. I mean, the best I could do for you right now is how was that joke?
1: Ooh, that's bad. That's yeah. the only
0: way I could say that one, for Yeah, <laughs> uh, that was a
1: bad one. Good.
0: But, um, but, yeah, I think I think the lottery is going to be very intriguing. Uh, we're going to still figure out how we're covering the draft. Are we going to Nashville? Are we going to be doing a stream? Either way, we got you covered. Everybody, tune in for that because it was a great time last year. It was I, – I, I hope the drinking game won't be as bad as what it was last year. It was nah. – you know, like every to- every five seconds, it was another trade. All right. Well, that is the end of Big Apple Hockey's Bar Talk, everybody, where we're gauging our confidence on NHL topics based on our choice to drink. Once again, check out Drizzly in the comments below. Why go to the liquor store? we can have it come to you. So we're going to get to your questions and some of your comments because there were also some pretty good comments up there, everybody. So I do want to get to a lot of these. Um, one of the ones that I started was DP saying, the Hate for Quinn is too much. He was a teacher for younger players. Honestly, I didn't hate any of the coaches. I only hated Sather. Uh DP, I bought into David Quinn and he was the most frustrating coach I think I've ever had he, to decide. He was a
1: teacher for the young players? Did you there were five different young players that came out and said that he coached like an idiot that belonged coaching a peewee team? Basically. <laughs> And then there was another player who said that you couldn't pass on a two or you couldn't stick handle on a two-on-one. Like, uh, there's he wasn't teaching any of the young kids. They all hated him.
0: And right now he's at 56% on our poll. I'm going to close it right there. The final results of the poll, 56% David – or 55% oh, David Quinn. There was one more vote that got in there. Elaine Vigneault, 21%, who was, on, who was arguably their most successful coach in the last – well, not really arguably, he is. Uh, John Tortorella, 19%. And right now, Gerard Gallant, and only 3%. And to be honest with you, I'm, I'm not – I don't have any vitriol I for Gerard Gallant. Gallant. I, mean, I hate
1: the fact that he just didn't make the adjustments and didn't do the job that he was supposed to do. Yeah. You know, if he would have done the job that he did, this team would be moving on right now, and we wouldn't be having this discussion about him or who they're bringing in. They'd be playing – Carolina right now, and they'd be possibly beating Carolina because they match up well against them for some reason.
0: As so, uh, our Hurricanes expert, Mister Pete Mackin has said, the Rangers are the ones that worried me, and they are just whipping the Devils right now. Yeah, Chris is back at it again with us. Curious that the Rangers always have to do something and make a splash. You think Jessica Campbell will be on the bench as an assistant to say a Sullivan or maybe Keith if he gets fired? believe she was an assistant coach for team Germany. Go ahead. No,
1: no, I I doubt that. Um, I, I don't, I don't think that she's going to be anywhere involved. I, I really doubt that the Rangers will go and look to hire the first female NHL assistant head coach somewhere. It's I, that's not really their objective right now. Maybe if they were going into a rebuild, sure. Maybe that's a possibility then, but, um, i I highly doubt that they are going to uh, do something like that they're they're going with somebody that's a retread that has experience, that checks a lot of the boxes i I really do have a feeling it's Laviolette um maybe I'm wrong but i I don't see Sullivan I don't see him coming here it just I think if again it all depends on what the new general manager at Pittsburgh does but i I doubt it um, I also doubt. Uh, I also doubted someone new. Yeah, Gallant didn't want to hold the veterans accountable for whatever reason. He just just said, "Okay, this is all on your feet. You go. You go figure this out." Instead of actually doing his job, and that's really- all right.
0: So let me just run a couple quotes by you, Phil. So if it was Gerard Gallant going up to the podium, what's the one line you know he's going to say? All right, B. I said this one. I thought we played pretty well tonight. Uh, I don't remember the Quinn line. What was the Quinn line? He always said,
1: oh, bullshit about, um, uh, intentions and pace.
0: Yeah. That, that was it. it. Intentions. Okay. Yeah. AV would always say good looks, good looks. We had a lot of good looks tonight. Yeah. And John Tortorella would say, <laughs> yeah,
1: either that or we effing sucked. <laughs>
0: I, I do really miss like, the anyway. Torch pressers, but yeah. you know,
1: <laughs> uh, that's, that's the one thing I do miss about it. Those, those press conferences were just great. They were great.
0: There's two moments that stick out to me in the John Tortorella era as the press conferences happen. Larry. Broke. and It's gotta be, don't give me uh, the, the complaints with those whining superstars that oh, they had. Pittsburgh
1: rant. Yeah, that was great. Pittsburgh
0: rant. Oh, that was still the best. The other one I gotta say is when he was asked after Game Four of the Boston series in 2013, Phil, when by a reporter he was asked about um, uh, scratching Brad Richards, and Torts' reply was, "Look, Brad Richards is one hell of a hockey player," and you know I didn't really know much. And by the way, there's one other one. Obviously, there's one other one. Torts' moment. Which is when he basically went after Sam Rosen, and that's when he was done in this town. You you don't go after Sam Rosen. Um. But it's um. You know, the Torts usually stood up for his players in on on the press. If you had to call him out, he called him out. But that's about it. Uh, Coors, by the way, saying my money is on Babcock at this point. He's got to be up
1: there. I'd imagine he's up there. He again, another one checks the boxes. He's gonna come in command respect, he'll put his hands on the team, players are going to listen to him, he's going to make sure, you know, he's the type of guy that will bag skate them if they're not playing well, and they're going to have to deal with that.
0: I'm going to highlight these two uh, for because they're both uh, relevant. Warren is saying Canadiens had an injured, i oh, sorry, the Canes. Canes had an injured goalie in Ranta, and a wet-behind-the-ears goalie in Kochekov, not a year removed from playing in the KHL. That's why the Rangers beat the Canes last year. They had the goaltending and the momentum. is another problem.
1: Carolina could not win on the road. They were terrible on the road last year. And they had a better team than they have this year, and they couldn't win on the road. They just beat the crap out of New Jersey on the road last night. They absolutely silenced that building. They got people to leave before the start of the third period. That's how good Carolina was last
0: night. I think this was a, a Gerard Gallant one. By the way, I don't know if if uh, Joe's saying this for Gerard Gallant or or no. I think actually, I think this is the Tortorella lines. But the other one for this is this is definitely a Mike Babcock line. You have to start on time is the way he always said it in Toronto. Oh, I thought we played with Jam. That was the one. Yeah, and yeah. Torts versus Brooks. I, but I, I do think, going back to the Carolina thing last year, Philk, I think part of the other problem was Brendan Moore never made an adjustment on the power play. And it was it was getting obvious the power play was stagnant. You needed to change something up. And here's the other thing that's different between this year and last year. Brent Burns is a hell of an upgrade over Tony D'Angelo. And Tony D'Angelo, who could he could come out and three assists one night, and then the next thing you know, he's gone. Brent Burns, he's been playing fantastic in this playoff. And, I mean, he's not even – he's only got seven points so far, I believe. And he's not even up there. He had, I believe, his first goal of the playoffs. And, by the way, Phil, I got to talk to you about that, just off the cuff. How about Carolina just laying the wood to New Jersey over that five-minute span?
1: They took New Jersey's game, shoved it right back down their throat. New Jersey didn't have an answer – the goaltending is just terrible there. Neither Vanacek nor Schmid are good. Schmid is mid schmid, mid. I don't care how many Jersey fans I piss off. Your goaltender is mid. He holds his hand wrong. He holds his glove hand wrong. He looks like an idiot. His lateral movement is crap. He's just big, and the Rangers flub pucks into his chest and at his logo. And that's it. And that's and- why he's getting lit. And that's why and what? Uh, four of seven starts, he's been pulled. He's not good. He's not.
0: And uh the answer on that also is, Lindy Ruff, especially in the Jersey games, took away the slot. The Rangers, you you take away the house, a peewee coach could tell the you that. You take away the house, you're going left. to win the game. Trying
1: to go to the dirty areas, that's the biggest problem with this team. You have Artemi Panarin running around doing those same stupid blind drop passes that resulted in how many turnovers? Oh, I'll answer that real quick. So in the exit interviews, Tortorella basically went off on Sam Rosen and kind of snapped at him, and that's really what that kind of came down to.
0: Yeah, I think it was after the Buffalo game in 2013.
1: That
0: no, um, oh, good Because no. I remember he looked over at Sam and went, well, it, 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 he, he just basically snapped at Sam, and everybody just went, uh, what are you doing? Because cause Sam, Sam for some reason, was in a scrum that night. Oh, no, it was. Yeah. And Tortorella, by the way, Tortorella is actually a better guy than what a lot of the Ranger fans kind of thought he was. They all thought he was a dick, but that wasn't the case. You're
1: right. It was a Buffalo game in 2013 that they lost to a, a terrible, terrible Sabres team at that time. You're right. Yeah.
0: Uh, okay. And yeah, everybody's, uh, quickly asking about that.
1: Yeah. You can't, you can't, you can't go after Sam Rosen like that.
0: All right. Jam was towards, yeah. Imagine losing to New Jersey. And then, yeah, Warren, you're right about this one. That's where a lot of us, I had the Rangers winning in six in that series. They well, switch over to I, I this
1: last night. Why, why are we seeing all this turnover with the goaltenders in this round? Because there's no elite
0: goaltenders left. None. There's one, and it's not the guy that has that. That it's not the guy that hasn't been replaced. I'm not putting Bobrovsky in the elite level. It's no. Jake Ottinger. Ottinger, yeah, Ottinger.
1: Uh, yeah, he's he's up there. I wouldn't say he's a top. Uh, you could is part, he top five? Possibly top five, um, t- top ten, sure. Maybe top five. Um, Ottinger he's pretty good, um, but. Do you really think of him in the same category as Shesterkin, Sorokin, or Vasilevsky? I
0: don't know, but I think he's getting there.
1: He's close. Yeah. But he's not, he's not there. Those guys are truly elite. And I, I really do think that, uh, I, I, I think those three goalies are the best three in the league. And I, I think there's a big step down from those three and then the rest of the
0: league. Uh, and by the way, Robert is definitely trolling with this one. My pick is for Sean Avery. <laughs> that would be like the Mark Messier on steroids. Oh, my goodness. That would be even worse. Now, by the way, uh, Pete's saying right here, Brent Burns is the Carolina MVP. And right after that, it's either he or Brady Shea. Brady Shea is playing that good. And by the way, good for you, Brady Shea. You weren't going to do it as a Ranger. They got a first-round draft pick out of you, and then uh, he's now Braden Steiner, basically. But I do have to say this, the the linger, the lingering legacy of Brady Shea, if you haven't looked it up, the Chance the Rapper sketch on Saturday Night Live when he says, oh, turn around to uh, one of the actors that he's wearing a Brady Shea jersey. And he just says, that's an S, a K, and a J in a row. No, no.
1: It's, it's Chance the Rapper. That's the Chance the Rapper skit on Saturday Night Live.
0: All right, what'd I so call he,
1: him? You said he was like an actor or something, I think.
0: Oh, no, it's Ch- uh, I know it's Chance the Rapper, yeah, but I, I mean, oh. yeah. Oh, oh, no, no, the actor the actor was the guy. I, f- I forgot the guy's name, the SNL guy, that was wearing the Brady Shea jersey.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
0: Yeah, it's one of the two guys that looks exactly the same as the other one.
1: Carlson, McDavid, and Pasternak for the Ted Lindsay. it's going to easily be McDavid. Mm. There's no way it's not McDavid. What he did was historic. I get Carlson, what he did was historic as well, but... McDavid did something that's probably just as rare, and he did it at an even higher level. 60 goals and 150 points is just – that's insane. That Nobody thought that we'd see that.
0: I, I don't mean to sound the wrong way on this, but how can you be an MVP on the 2nd worst team in the league?
1: This, this is just best player. This is an MVP, though, Ted Lindsey. But it, it's...
0: Uh, I thought I'm, it was a player's MVP, Ted Lindsay.
1: No. Uh, I'm thinking it,
0: Lester B. Pearson.
1: Yeah, the, that's the Pearson. The, the Lindsay, it, it just... I don't think Carlson really deserves to be in that discussion just because he was just as much of a detriment to that team as he was a help. I mean, if you Mark Savard, no, yeah, I haven't seen that.
0: I haven't seen that. And by the way, Chris, I will say this: I think Mark Savard is one of the biggest mistakes the Rangers ever made.
1: Yeah, no, now he it did gave up way too early on
0: him. It did take, and he—if you look his, at his numbers, they were pretty good. But the, the Rangers, like they gave up on him way too early. It did take. A year in Calgary, a year in Atlanta, and then he finally re- achieved what he did. And then he blew up when he got to Boston. So, do you no, start Blackwood he in a Atlanta. game. He, he was a 90-point player in Atlanta last year in Atlanta. Yeah, it was with Kovalchuk and Slava Kozlov, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you start Blackwood next game for the Devils?
1: No. Uh, I I mean, if, 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 they said – Ray Ferraro uh, said, why not? You have nothing to lose at this point. I don't see what difference he makes. I mean, he hasn't played in God knows how long. So to ask him to come in and, and try to save your season, I, I, I don't see it. But
0: I'd go with Schmid. He was up against it when they went against elimination before. That's who I'd put in.
1: Do you go back to a guy that's been pulled four times in seven games? I mean, I don't know if I do that. If, Vanacek if,
0: ain't fair and much better.
1: No, he's not. And that's what I was just going to say. Lindy Ruff, I don't envy him right now with, to have to make that decision. Great Gretzky, Lemieux, and McDavid. Again, I've said this, I don't even know how many times throughout the two years that we've been doing this.
0: Yeah, we're we're in our third season.
1: Yeah, we're we're in our third season, basically. Gretzky is the greatest player I've ever seen. Lemieux is the prototype of what I would build an NHL hockey player. And McDavid is the most skilled player I've ever seen. McDavid will probably become the second player to break 2,000
0: points. I, uh, I'm going to agree with you on all that. I do think right now, McDavid needs the postseason success to justify yep. uh, his godlike status. Now, uh, I have a de- debate with a friend of mine. Cause we always say the NHL, you can lock in the four greatest players of all time. Gretzky, Howe, or, and Lemieux. Yeah. And usually I, I kind of steadily have Lemieux at four. Because I think Orr is the greatest defenseman. I put him at three. You can, I, I'll accept arguments to make him higher. Uh, Gordy Howe, Mr. Hockey for a reason, 800 goals, long before anybody could even dream of that number. And Wayne Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky was the all-time-leaning scorer by the age of 25. Like, yeah. he just dismantled the NHL record books.
1: Not even fair.
0: Uh, and the thing is, here's the one thing I'll say about Wayne Gretzky, why he's the greatest player of all time and I'll go rapid-fire with you. Phil, who's the best skater you ever saw?
1: Connor McDavid.
0: Who's the best passer you ever saw? Wayne Gretzky. who was the uh, got the best shot?
1: I might have to say Alexander Ovechkin.
0: Uh, and while we're at it, who was the toughest player you ever saw?
1: Eric Lindros.
0: All right. I, I, unfortunately, I threw passing in there. Wayne Gretzky's got one of those. He wasn't the most skilled skater. He didn't have the biggest shot. And the only reason why I agree with Brett Hall, who said he will retire in his prime, nobody passed the puck like Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky's second to last full season, his primary line mates were Nicholas Sundstrom and John McLean. 93 points. Yep. Yep. I, I mean,. You're talking about – by the way, you're talking about an old John McClain. He wasn't, like, still a young no, buck. he wasn't
1: prime devils John McClain, no.
0: No. And Nicholas Sundstrom, please. The the less I say about him, the better. Good good player. I'd ha- I take him on my team. Not on my first I, line. I would line. take
1: him on my third line, not on my first line.
0: Yeah. 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 And as Yada's saying right here, big no-no to go after Sam.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh Tommy Smith is asking. I'm still wondering how Kako and especially Lafreniere are going to get top six minutes. You you give it to them. Yeah. You got to run them out there. You've got to
1: run them out there. This, something's got to change. I mean, Gretzky scored his 1,000 point at 24. I, I think. Did you say 25 or 29 before? Mark.
0: I think I said 25. Just to be. Yeah, to no, speak.
1: he wasn't the top score. It wasn't the all time scorer at 25. I believe he became the all time leading scorer at 29.
0: Yeah, it was his first season with with, with LA. LA. Yeah. Did, did I say that a little bit quick? Yeah, I did. Yeah. But oh, I'm sorry, I just missed him by what uh, six hundred points, which he got within two more years. I mean, <laughs> as as much as I'm being a little bit facetious about these, but yeah, it's just you yeah.
1: know, it, it was it was 29. Pete Gretzky is born in January of 1961, um, and then. He scored the it was actually his second season in LA, which he got the uh, which he got the all-time record. So he was 29 when that happened.
0: Firestorm is saying Otter is having some issues. Uh, I still had Sest, uh, Sesti and Sorokin as my top two goalies. I agree with you on that and Vasilevsky in there too. I'm just saying he's the best of, the, of what's left. And what's left is other than Bobrovsky, who's if, if, within the way he's playing. If this was February, we'd be talking about a, a different Bobrovsky. But the rest are Drek right now. This is factually incorrect.
1: So what you're doing is you're, you're pacing him at the same points per game pace over his career instead of doing it by season and what he was doing by season. If you actually do it by season, and I've, I've done this because I, I've had so many people bring this argument up he falls short. He falls about, I would say, five to six hundred points short. I could go find the notebook, and and if you want to take a look at my numbers, I could show you those if you'd like. I did it. I did it all on paper one day because I got tired of hearing that it, it, it's just not correct.
0: Here's not. the other thing people kind of neglect with with Mario, and that's he still had every, like premier players next to him all the time in his career. And yes, he had, he, he had the a better survived.
1: supporting cast than Gretzky did.
0: Yeah, and he had...
1: Okay, all right, all right. So take away Paul Coffey. Because he played with both of them in their primes.
0: And by the way, we're not slamming either one of these players.
1: No. The takeaway Paul Coffey, who played with both of them in their primes, who had the better supporting cast? Gretzky, who had Messier, Curry, Tickenden, Glenn Anderson... Kevin Lowe, Craig Simpson, if you really want to throw a Craig Simpson in there, or Mario Lemieux, who had Ron Francis, Yarmir Yager, Rick Tockett, Kevin Stevens, Larry Murphy. Mario had the better cast. Uh, yeah, Mark Recchi scored over 1,000 points without Mario. Yarmir mm-hmm. Yager scored... Uh, gee, I don't know. Probably about a 1,000 points about a thousand, without yeah. Mario. Ron Francis, the same thing without Mario. What did Yari Curry or Glenn Anderson do without Wayne Gretzky? It looks very close to this number.
0: Not not much. Not much at all. And the one guy that really grew to be successful, I mean, obviously Paul Coffey too. But Mark Messier is the only guy you can exactly like, subtract from him and still have a great career. And that's why Messi is my fifth best player of all time. What's going to be unpopular with people is number six. Sorry to say it, everybody. It's Sidney Crosby.
1: No, I, I, Sidney Crosby. I might even have him above Messi at this point.
0: It's tough for me to put him ahead of Messi.
1: Okay. So, so the MVPs, I think they have the same amount of MVPs. Yeah. Messi they only have one each. Ups. What's up? No, they have two each.
0: Oh, sorry. Two each. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Messier had 90 and and, uh, 92. And then uh, Crosby, I believe, had 07 and 14. Um, Crosby has three less cups, but Crosby was the man for all three of his cups. Messier was the man for two of his. And I'm not trying to slam Messier, but Crosby also was a point per game in every single season of his career over 18 years now. 18 years, and he's probably going to be a point per game player. Kevin Kevin Stevens was nothing off Pittsburgh. Okay, yeah, but that's because Kevin Stevens had drug problems after the and, Rich Pilon hit
0: and a fatal injury.
1: Yeah, with, with again the Rich Pilon hit,
0: the Rich Pilon hit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the guy, the guy was knocked out in midair in and mid-air. woke up in a pool of his own blood.
1: Yep, that uh, he was. And not only that, but he had 40 goals and 80 points the next year with Mario missing the vast majority of that year.
0: Yeah. By the time he got to the New York Rangers in 97, 98, he was a shell of a player what he used to be. Yeah,
1: because all all the drugs he had done, all the painkillers he had taken. I mean, it it just – it's if Stevens had found treatment back then, he still could have been a guy that would have scored 30 to 40 goals and 80-plus points every year. He may not have been that 50-goal, 120-point player again, but
0: yeah. Phil, this line really registered to me, uh, and I'll tell you exactly when it registered. I'm going to read it in a second. But in the, uh, the year that Ilya Kovalchuk, was described 29, uh, 29 goals, leading all the rookies, separated his shoulder. Danny Heatley ends up winning rookie of the He's year. separated
1: against the Islanders, too, funny enough.
0: Correct. I remember watching that game. So did I. And Yada saying, the most, important avail- the most important ability in sports is availability. Lemuse simply couldn't stay on the ice. He was fantastic when he was on the ice. It's Gretzky all the way from me. And, yes, Gretzky, aside from, I think, 1993, Phil, he really didn't deal with heavy injuries but Lemieux always – and, yes, the cancer is one thing. He always had back problems. And it's just – and, again, we're not trying to nitpick. It's just we're getting put in a position where we have to. Lemieux right. is incredible.
1: Lemieux – and I will say it again. If I have to build a hockey player, I am literally going to whoever is building this and just saying, Mario Lemieux. Yeah. That's how highly I think of Mario Lemieux. He is—he is the prototypical hockey player. Six foot five, two hundred and twenty-five, two hundred and thirty pounds. Could skate like a guy half his size. Is one of the—I would say—one of the five best shooters the game has ever seen. One of the five best passers the game has ever seen. Maybe even two, if if, if probably two behind Gretzky if anything. Mario, Mario at his peak was as good of a player as anybody that's ever played the game. But the problem is that Mario, even at his peak, did not dominate the way that Wayne Gretzky did. Wayne Gretzky had six straight years in which he outscored the second highest score in the NHL by 65-plus points. Three of those years by 70-plus points. No one has done that. Do you know what Mario's highest total was? 31 points over Wayne Gretzky. In 1989, when he had his 199-point season. Wayne but Gretzky, not 200. It's funny enough, because Lemieux didn't even win the MVP that year. Gretzky won the MVP. That was his first year in L.A. Lemieux won it the year before in
0: 1988. Mm-hmm. And uh, Patrick threw this one out there, because I know who he's touting. But uh, Orr didn't have nine consecutive 50-goal seasons. Only one guy did. It's he's possible. the most difficult one I have. I have trouble with sometimes. If I said, who's the greatest Islander of all time? It's either got to be one of three guys, and I don't debate on it. I my my money's on Bossy. Greatest,
1: greatest Islander of all time is Bossy. There's no yeah. doubt about it. If they do not have Bossy, Trotchy isn't putting up the numbers that he put up in the late 70s, early 80s. Dennis Potvin isn't putting up those numbers. Bossy was the man. Bossy it, is, my, the, is my guy, too. Uh, what, Bossy's one of a select few players in NHL history to score 60 goals, 80 assists, and 140 points in a season. Very, 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 very short list. Mike
0: Bossy. Uh, Patrick's asking about uh, Nicholas Sundström. I think he had one you know, twenty goal season, and that was 150 fifty point season. That was that with Gretzky be and Robitaille on the yes. line. Yes, yeah, that was when I saw I'll Gretzky, think, Gretzky do that. Did not retire at
1: twenty nine. By the way, Bossy retired, I believe, at thirty. It was either thirty. I think it was thirty three. No, it was. Well, it, it, it was not thirty three. He didn't make it to thirty three. I can tell you that right
0: now. Uh, that that story about him. His back was screwed up in Minnesota, Put in, needing to have uh, uh, Trottier put on his skates for him. And yeah, that's just sad.
1: retired at
0: age 30. Okay. Yeah, all right. I thought he actually made it a little bit longer, but. No, no, he retired mistaken. at age
1: 30. was the 86, 87 season. And and the the scary part is, is that he probably would have broken a thousand goals.
0: You know, what's scary. He's
1: had a very good chance at it.
0: He's a guy that we acknowledge his back problems. He needed help putting on his skates, his final season, where basically his health was total, his back was total crap. 38 goals, 37 assists, 75 points. He was still an all-star and seventh in the Lady Bing voting, but... He also knew how to not take penalties. That was also another good thing. All right, um, <laughs> that's a good laugh, Nick. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> if Peter Perkins stayed yeah. healthy, He could have um, run on run on the Gretzky. Oh, yeah. uh, so who's dropped from the top six for uh, or Panarin? It's
1: probably going to end up being Crider just because they're not going to do it to the eleven million dollar man. But I mean, if, if and we saw Crider get dropped from the top six during the year, so. If anything, it would be him. And he's also very inconsistent. You mm-hmm. know this. So it'll probably be him. But um, I, I think if anything, you can put him in a third-line role, put him on power play one. Your power play is going to work. He'll work. And then he'll face lesser competition. I think it might actually – it might help everybody involved by doing that.
0: I actually think Chris Crowder could benefit just as much as what you said. And I think his game – if you put him with Vinny Trocek and you elevated, let's say, Filippito, and again, by the way, I, I still think the Rangers would use their top nine, not their top six. Everybody's right. always focused on the top six. If you use, like, the Rangers really used more of a nine in 2014, 2015. But, um, and even to a lesser extent, 2012, they would just use their fourth line a little bit more with Lane Vigneault. <laughs> I mean, Tortovala, well, there were times where that fourth line, you wouldn't even hear from them. But, um I mean him and Vinny Trocek, they got a comparable game. I still think Trocek, Kreider, maybe even Kako could be a good line. It's and, and look, free agency, I I, I want to see what they're gonna do, but yeah. It's uh I would say Kreider. Uh we got a bunch of these. I'm trying to get uh I'm gonna have to to get out
1: so if you want to stay on.
0: Yeah, yeah. no, uh, Phil, go right ahead because I know you got uh you got uh, AEW to go watch
1: yeah so all right everybody i'm out take care you all have a good night mark is gonna stay with you guys for a bit I'm, so
0: yeah i'm gonna go you, for another 15 minutes guys
1: all right take care
0: everybody take it so yeah like i said i'm gonna go for another 15 minutes with you and uh let's just chip me up a little bit, bit right there greatest leader of all time i do agree with mark Messier. Uh I do think it's, look, I might rip Messier as a coach for the Rangers, but it's just it because that's a bad situation. It's not it's never gonna happen. However, as a um as a as a captain and a leader, the guy was great. People do forget one thing about Mark Messier. He played an additional uh four more seasons, five more seasons with the Rangers. Uh, all the 2000 to 2004, so four more seasons. And it didn't go well. So everybody sometimes thinks that these guys, their their first stint they were the most amazing thing. Uh, so let's get down here. The Oilers basically had a dream team firestorm. They did, but also how much of that had to do with uh, Wayne? Romanell saying, I met Richter a few years ago and asked him point blank who was better, Gretzky or Lemieux. He said Lemieux was a great scorer bit stronger, but you had to watch Gratzky whenever he was out there. And that is very true to say. Uh, let me get a little bit down there. Yeah, the, by the way, Devils playing style, they made sure that they could uh, trap, and you couldn't beat Brodeur the way they played. They actually coached to make sure they could do that. Tommy is asking, who will have a better career when all is said and done, Malkin or Dreisaitl? All right, Malkin's got an MVP, so does Dreisaitl. Malkin's got a Conn Smythe, Dreisaitl doesn't. Malkin the first ever Russian ever win the Conn Smythe. Uh, that is a good question. All said and done. One thing that puzzles me is if Edmonton doesn't win it this year, when do they start thinking about moving Leon Dreisaitl? And uh, let's just go to cap friendly guys. Check that one out. See what that contract is. The uh, Edmonton Oilers. We know it's a bargain right now. It's eight point five million. He does have a modified no trade, uh, no trade clause that kicked in. Sorry, an NMC too. but it, he submits a ten player trade list every single year. You know, if you said. Leon Dreisaddle for Austin Matthews straight up next year. Would you do that? Just throwing that one out there. It's, but I mean, obviously, I'm just throwing that one out as, as, and that's not a serious thing. But, uh, you know, could they get a package that fills in a lot of the gaps and maybe you have some lesser talented guy, not as somebody as good as Dreisaddle, who is that special type of player maybe he goes somewhere becomes a franchise player and then he's the guy and because he, he might not want to play in Connor mcdavid's shadow for the rest of his career so we'll see about that plus licking yep injuries have robbed us of a few what ifs and even those what ifs are all amazing yeah and yeah i gotta agree with you on that romanel gave his top 10 uh, so, see, yeah, I'm going to take the goalies out of it. I want to give the goalies their separate list, even though I still can't believe Henrik Ronquist and Roger Bear and Evgeny Malkin didn't make the NHL 100, but Carey Price did. Anyway, uh, Gretzky, how or Mario McDavid? I'm not putting McDavid in the top 10 just yet. test says he could be in there, but sorry, you have to have success. Wah, uh, sorry, Messier, Wah, Ovi... Yeah, Richard and then Bobby Hull. See, I'm not going to fight you on it. I'm just going to say I understand and respect your opinion. But I think Bobby Hall might be a little bit high. Maurice Rashard's a different story, though. Well, Dean, when it comes to availability with Mario and back problems, still 1.88 points per game. to Gretzky's 1.92. Yes, I agree 100%. And by the way, this is also another stat I can't believe. Bobby Orr was a plus 124 in 1971 72. You could argue any one of those guys were cheat codes. Oh, don't worry. I knew you meant availability. All right. Let well, me just skip past that. See, again, Robinell, I would say, I would, I would, now, even though Pete's saying this one, I'd say Crosby is at six. I, look, Crosby's had a great career, and I would love to live in the alternate universe where he went to the Rangers instead of anything else. And yes, Jan Eriksson, Richard, you're right about that one. Jan Eriksson. He, uh, he, he was always frustrated him. Try to remember where Eriksson went after the Rangers. And, and yeah, the, the story of him, the story of bossy retiring is still just so sad. But yeah, career goals per game. Nine consecutive 50 goal seasons, one more than Wayne Gretzky. And uh trying to move this ahead a little bit, everybody, because will <laughs> will be right saying it right there. What is the top six? Because again, you gotta you gotta have a coach that wants to um uh have be able to roll lines. Steven's in here. Hey, how about that? And uh <laughs> Newsy Laland. I keep I I I found out what New Lalonde was and then I forgot all about him again. Um I still think CK Troach and VZ was one of the strongest lines during the regular season. Yeah, but a go-on has to fold everything up right away. That's what he does. You know what? Um from what I'm seeing from Bedard, he looks more like a uh like a uh, like a Connor McDavid 2.0, it's 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 just going to be interesting. Those guys, those guys are they're they're amazing talents, but the, you got to put it all together, and it's hard to do that because hockey is the ultimate team game. i have come around. I hear that all the time. Wicked, how you doing? And as Philk said, yes, McDavid is the closest you're going to get. Adam Oates, A Z is right about this one. Hell of a passer with Hull and and the Hall & Oates line in St. Louis. But, you know, it's um, Oates, one of the greatest non-drafted players of all time. Gretzky, obviously, number one. Uh, Then I think it's uh, Peter Stasny has the the second most amount of points. Oates, number three. And uh, Marty St. Louis winning the MVP after that. See, the thing is, you can say undrafted. You always got to say draft eligible players in that time. (laughs) <laughs> Core, I'd love to stay longer, but uh, it's going to be a little bit tough for uh, for me to do that. I have to go meet the girlfriend very soon. And uh, I'm going to be going to Arizona in a week uh, on Tuesday. So I really only have uh, just a couple nights to spend with my better half, much better half in my case. <laughs> Warren, oh, that's a good one. That would that, be tough. I wouldn't imagine Brian Leach would ever coach uh that's just right there rank these leaders messier Iserman, taves and i rank them exactly the way that i said that messier Iserman, taves them was a pretty good assistant coach for the rangers when he was here the one season i think that was 2015 after uh olf samuelson left and again joe graves is backing you up on that one uh uh, one team to win the cup right now, guys. It's hard not to get on the Florida ba- the Florida bandwagon right now. It's very hard. Let's see if there's a score yet in that game, since we're up right now. Nope, no score. 13:50 remaining in the first period, but uh, it's I- I'm having trouble with the because F- Florida just believes. But again, once you go into the next round, who knows? Maybe uh, that magic carpet ride ends let me just bump this again um i actually bought uh screw top uh uh, tripods that i could screw in place and i don't have to worry about kicking it and yet still going with the one that i always end up kicking uh i would move anyone not named igor to get leon and yes i would probably agree with that i think that that's one of those yes and things hold on guys Waiting to get back in focus, so here we'll do this real quick. Boom, and all right, I'm a little bit blurry at the moment, so it should fix itself in a second. It always does. Uh, if you ever feel like doing it, uh, I'll I'll put it in in the uh, in the links below. I actually have an article where I compared Carey Price's career and Henrik Lundqvist. This is starting to get a little bit awkward for me. Uh, but but how was a compiler in an age when nobody was doing it? That's it. All right. <laughs> uh, how, much, how much do the errors players play in and uh, play into how well the players did or didn't? It does matter when you think about that, but also then you have to think about that like, take for instance, there wouldn't be a Wayne Gretzky back in. Uh, Wayne Gretzky nowadays would be completely different. There wouldn't be a Conor McDavid without Wayne Gretzky because a lot of their their training tactics changed. I mean, hell, we, we actually don't know where the Russian players are going to be. Finally, I'm in focus, everybody. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Gavant does not believe in player chemistry. Look, and look, Mike Keenan shuffled the lines all the time, too. So did John Tortorella, but the Rangers had to do it. All right, and again, we're about at 25 likes right now. Everybody, make sure you are leaving us a like. And I think this is going to go right over my face, which is nice. Boop. There you go. Make sure you are leaving us a like right there. Let's get back to some more comments. We got about four more minutes right now, and then we're going to uh, get out there. Yep. Patrick, take it easy. Bring back Tom Rennie. He was screwed after we let Pruka walk. Actually, I think Pruka was in the Derek Morris trade. I think it was. Uh, I think it was Pruka and Nigel Dawes for Derek Morris and someone else. I want to say because I think Al Montoya went in that trade too. Um, one of those was Nick Andropov too. I can't remember what that was. But Florida's playing with so much house money right now, no pressure. And look, and Pete will tell you, pull more reese. Uh, not exactly uh the not exactly what the coach has gotten his teams over the top. And maybe, you know. Uh I I don't know where where the mini camp is. Uh I might catch a I might try to see if I could catch a uh minor league game when I'm down there. However, my niece is graduating from high school, my goddaughter, my um, my lovely goddaughter. I I can't believe how quickly time has flown. I remember flying out there to uh, see her for her christening and hold her for that. So, uh, it's it's uh it's a weird feeling. I mean, and while I'm out there, I'm going to run into my 22-year-old nephew who I haven't seen in 4 years. I'm going to have a drink with him. I've been trying to get together with him for a while as well. Uh, in the NFL, newer is better. The hot new coordinator, you can see the direct impact on OC and DC has on a game. What do NHL assistants do? Well, it's hard to quantify on that. Usually they run the system that their predecessor, sir, uh, just ran. That's usually what it was. They try to do their whole, like change on that, but I just, uh, I don't, I don't see it. It, it, I I just don't see it with everything. <laughs> this is starting to get a little awkward for me. Mark's girlfriend. Yep. <laughs> all right. Beliveau, Hull and Richard were all better than Howe. Probably Morris Richard uh, and Hull. They both had rockets. They were called the rocket for a reason. Jean Beliveau, one of the greatest leaders of all time. Can't go particularly on only the uh, the Stanley Cups because the pocket rocket gets in there and that's not the case. Uh, thank you. And uh, I mean, if I was uh, if I was a coach, uh, sorry, I mean, if a coach is available, that means they couldn't lead a team. How many times do we need to see Peter Laviolette? And Laviolette, here's the thing, he's a great short-term coach. You look at what he did with the Philadelphia Flyers. He developed Claude Giroux uh, and a lot of those, the young talent that was on there. I mean, I'll still put Scotty Hartnell on that category. Um, And look, you can't just take a coach and just throw him in and then he only plays the veterans. That doesn't help things. Because then, especially in the new NHL, you need to cultivate the young players and – go up from there by the way 44 you're still watching everybody thanks very much for staying with me it is 7 30 right now i do have to go get dinner soon so i uh yeah well, well whatever we'll go for another five more minutes uh, we'll go for another 10 okay but yeah he won the copper carolina in 2006 we all know that and by the way firestorm is saying as bad as the rangers were after losing to New Jersey. At least they aren't the Bruins. the Bruins, you want to talk about a team that's got a bit of a, a quandary that they're they're entering, they're another one. Because they have so many free agents. At least they re-signed Pasternak, and you know he's there. But there's so many free agents and restricted free agents that they have to figure out who stays where. And then they also got to figure out whether or not Krejci and uh, Bergeron are going to stay. Maybe they go for one more, but who says you're going to get there? Thank you. Uh, I forgot. The Rangers have Dmitri in? Is that who that was? I forgot. Thanks, B. Right by the way for that because I I knew the Derek Morris trade was there. Then how didn't Al Montoya get there from there? I forget. Um. All right, Rich is Rich is sticking on the. How is not the second one? Uh the second. one? Mo- and look, that's fine. You you got to watch him. I didn't. Uh, Rangers don't need a short-term coach. We need someone who is going to build a system of coordinate identity. Yes, but also their shortest term head coach in the last 40 years was Mike Keenan. And he was one. And I lost that light. Maybe that's a signal. Uh <laughs> uh, that's one of one of my new spotlights. So uh, so I'm a little bit in the dark on this one all right uh let's go with like two more and girlfriend is gonna go into hulk mode now fortunately i got i got the greatest girlfriend in the world she's encouraging all this she's probably watching me right now it was dimitri Kleinan. thank you and yes firestorm you're right about this one the light has spoken so let's get any more. Uh, by the way, Tommy Smith was saying the Bruins at least showed up to play game seven. And even if they lost in overtime, that is correct. After all, it was a three, two lead going into the last 90 seconds and they lost because Florida just, they got the guts. They've been playing up with the guts. And the only thing to say on them is you blew it. There you go. So let me just turn down the volume on this to get bye bye going. Uh, because after all, my cousin Phil, great musician, so uh, <laughs> big apple hockey after dark. Thank you, Montoya was traded away with Marcel Hosa, that's where it was. Um, but yeah, no, this is a it, – it's great. Thank you very much. Great show, we love doing this, and we love doing it for you guys, and we're getting. More and more subscribers. How 40 of you, and we added all the way up to like 63 today. And this is just a random show. There's not much New York sports to talk about, but that's also why we cover the entire league, and we love to talk to mock So, guys, it's always great. And by the way, Firestorm, why we love having people in here, even if you don't agree, don't agree with us. It's it's one of those things that it's uh, it's always good to get the conversation in. It's almost weird. I think I'm. I think I'm better lit now than I was with the light on me. Anyway. uh, But uh, next week I'll be doing this in Arizona. I'll be at my cousin's uh, as I do that one. And um, yeah, guys, everybody. (laughs) I look like a Call of Duty streamer with the lights. Oh, I just bought something to make sure I could play my Legend of Zelda uh, on the road. That I can at least plug it into a TV and do that. Uh, So... See, I, and I forget, again, who they got in this trade. Forgot there was two guys. They were, those were always uh, nine, 9 o'clock. Chris, the short answer is usually it's Wednesdays at 6 o'clock. That's when we usually do our hour stream because uh, we can't do one earlier. We're definitely going to be doing one for the free agent frenzy. We're probably going to do one for draft thing because I don't know if Nashville is going to work out for us. But it's... Um, uh, that's usually what we do if you subscribe to it on on YouTube and ring the bell you know, do the uh, the usual thing like this as I gotta bring this up again there you go subscribe, hit the like, and the bell I know you liked it on Facebook which is good, because we need that going on everywhere uh Freddy Schustrom, that's right Freddy Shustrom was a pretty good player for them, though That's when I thought the Rangers had one of the better fourth lines in hockey. Otani just broke Babe Ruth's record, most strikeouts. uh, 502 for any player with 100 home runs. Hey, look, that's just a guy with a lot of talent. (laughs) Damn right. And uh, Tears of the Kingdom, can't wait for it. Me and Phil have been raving about it for the last week. And um, we're going to have, let's see, it's, uh, I mean, Ocarina Time to me is, the greatest video game ever made yes the water temple is frustrating but it's the greatest video game ever made to me especially still right now and if it's not number one super mario brothers is is number one and there's a lot of good games although my favorite one that's not a nintendo game probably uh gears of war i still love gears uh so it's interesting on do that uh I hope so, Dave. And especially after what the Mets are doing this season, it looks like they're trying to compete for the first overall draft pick. Yikes! And I can't even blame the bullpen because yeah, uh, I never got into Cuphead. I like I like the the look of Cuphead. Final Fantasy Seven. I do like that one. <laughs> As Romanella is saying, Ken Nander for head coach. Great show. See you next time, and thank you very much, Romanella. And, yeah, no, Final Fantasy VII, even though there were a lot of sacrifices, uh, uh, uh death at the hands of Sephiroth was one of the uh, most memorable moments early on. I'll be honest with you, Chris, I don't know who Jessica Campbell is. I will do my research and make sure I can do that for you. Filk was kind of adamant about that, but I do have to say this. I don't think it's the time to break the glass ceiling and put a, a female head coach for the New York Rangers. So, you know what's... Oh, yeah. Uh, Tiffa was the better girlfriend in the game because they were the childhood friends. That's why I think I always made the choices that I ended up with her. Played the game twice. I knew there was a way you could get Barrett. That was weird. So, <laughs> um, but... Actually, you know what's funny? You're saying StarCraft. I'm so old. I played Starflight on the um, uh, on the Genesis back in the day. But everybody, thank you very much. I have got to go. Um, I've got to go. I got a very lovely girlfriend waiting for me, and I will see you all soon. Keep following us because I'm going to try to do. I, I might have a mark sixty second review tonight if uh, the if. If the, the Panthers sweep the Maple Leafs, I can't believe the words are even coming out of my mouth, to be honest with that. So, everybody, thank you very much. It's been a great time. <laughs> Who the hell doesn't like a kickboxer girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah, Emily Kaplan. She's always behind the bench anyway. Well, also, she's sort of like Well, I'm better lit right now than Emily Kaplan ever is and framed better. ESPN, seriously, dude. Better on that. Uh, I will take a look on that. I will let you know. Seriously, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna check. But again, I'm not sure if it's the time to make her an assistant coach. This team needs an experienced coach. If this was uh the if this was 2018, we could do we can go with that. You know, I and I know the glass ceiling in professional sports has already been done. Uh, it's been done in baseball. It's been done with uh, the NBA. They've had Becky Hammond, who's interviewing for head coaching jobs. And it's not even that it's a chauvinist thing. It's like, do you think this this person could command this room? It's all that matters. All that matters. And, like, like take, for instance, uh, Cammy Granado. Obviously, she knows what she's doing. She's been in hockey her entire life. And uh, uh, Haley Wickenheiser, I think she's with. The Toronto – I think she's with the the Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, and, of course, Emily Castingay, who's also with the Canucks. Uh, But I digress. Everybody, once again, thank you very much. I will see you from sunny Arizona next week, and enjoy tonight's playoff games. And also try to play Final Fantasy again.